Welcome to Insights into Teens, a podcast series exploring the issues and challenges of today's youth. Your hosts are Joseph and Madison Whalen, a father and daughter team making their way through the challenges of the teenage years. Welcome to Insights into Teens, Episode 7, Bullying. I'm your host, Joseph Whalen, with my co-host, Madison Whalen. Hello, everyone. How are you feeling today, Madison? Much better than I did last week. That's good. You uh, you really toughed that one out last week. We all appreciate that, I'm sure. Yep. So today we're going to be talking about bullying. Um, we're going to talk about what bullying is, uh, the various types of bullying, then we're going to look at some statistics on bullying, and we will wrap up with what to do if you or someone you know is being bullied. Um, and just to sort of couch the discussion that we have here, this is going to be talking about bullying in school primarily. So let's get right into it. So the federal government of the United States has an anti-bullying campaign, and they have a website associated with it called www.stopbullying.gov. And on that website, um, I found the definition that we're going to go with today for bullying. All right, let's hear it. They say, bullying is unwanted, aggressive behavior among school-age children that involves a real or perceived power imbalance. The behavior is repeated or has the potential to be repeated over time. Both kids who are bullied and who bully others may have serious lasting problems. In order to be considered bullying, the behavior must be aggressive and include the following. An imbalance of power, which is kids who bully uh, use their power, such as physical strength, access to embarrassing information or popularity to control or harm others. Power imbalances can change over time and in different situations, even if they involve the same people, and it must also include repetition. Bullying behaviors happen more than once or have the potential to happen more than once. Bullying includes actions such as making threats, spreading rumors, attacking someone physically or verbally, and excluding someone from a group on purpose. So that is what bullying is from our definition. So let me ask you right off the bat, based on that definition, do you feel like you're bullied at school? Not really, no. Okay, that's good. That's good. And and not everyone is bullied, uh, which is a good thing. I mean, I was, to a certain extent, when I was in school, I was bullied myself. Um, that didn't last too long because I, I resolved that and didn't tolerate it any longer. So let's talk about the different types of bullying. So the first type of bullying that we, we look at here is verbal bullying, where you say or write mean things. Uh, verbal bullying includes teasing, name-calling, inappropriate sexual comments, taunting, or threatening to cause harm. Uh, have any, has anyone done any of those things to you? Well, I can somewhat tr relate to teasing. Okay. I was in fifth grade. 
as you probably know, people tease me for my fear of spiders. Right. Um, but you safely put that to rest, and no one really ever makes fun of my, um, you know, fear of spiders since then. That's good, and I, and I think what you'll find with a lot of these is that when you confront the bullies, the bullies tend to back down, and I think some of the statistics that we're going to look at later will, will back that up. Okay. So the next thing that we have is social bullying, sometimes referred to as relational bullying. Involves hurting someone's reputation or relationships by uh, social bullying includes leaving someone out on purpose, telling other children not to be friends with someone, or spreading rumors about someone, or embarrassing someone in public. Now, I found this tends to be something that happens more often than not because a lot of people don't recognize this as bullying. Uh, Has any of this happened to you? So nobody leaves you out of of activities on purpose or anything? No, not really. No one tells other kids not to be friends with you? No. And nobody embarrasses you in public? No, I've never really been embarrassed in public. Well, that's good. That's good, because this tends to be the form that happens most often in social cliques or social environments, uh, where you get a group of friends together and they decide that they're going to exclude someone because they look different, or they dress different, or maybe their parents aren't as affluent as theirs, or, you know, whatever reason it is. That happens very often. I think one of the worst versions of bullying is the next one we're going to talk about, and that's physical bullying. This involves hurting a person's body or possessions. Physical bullying includes hitting, kicking, pinching, spitting at someone, tripping or pushing them, taking or breaking someone's things or making mean or rude hand gestures at them. Nobody's physically assaulted you in a bullying situation, have they? Well, not exactly, but there was this one time. I mean, someone clearly did it for fun. This girl when I was when um I tried when I when I was in aftercare going to wash my hands to go eat snack, she put her leg out as if to trip me. Now, did she actually trip you? No, I walked away, and the teacher noticed and confronted her. That's good. Good. Usually, it's the retaliation that most uh, adults tend to see, where she does trip you, and you might get angry and push her back, and then that's what the teachers see. Uh, Has anyone taken your possessions or broken any of your toys, you know, maliciously? Well, there was one time that um, someone took a toy, so... But, and I knew it was happening, because out of the corner of my eye, I saw someone when I was, after care was known as the Y program, they had uh, took my toy and put it in the lost and found and pretended they didn't take it, but I saw them, and once we found the toy, that I, I had confronted the teacher like I would normally do, like anyone should do, and uh, we found it, and she got in trouble for it. Okay. Now, did she do that maliciously, or was it a misunderstanding, or was it, you know, did she do it intentionally? Probably just to make a joke. Okay. Not a very good joke. Nope. One of the more recent forms of bullying out there that we run into more and more often, especially now that you're getting your own, you have your own cell phone and you're on the internet and so forth, is called cyberbullying. And cyberbullying takes place over digital devices like cell phones, computers, and tablets. And um, 
The most common places where cyberbullying occurs is on social media such as Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, or Twitter. SMS, which is the short message system where you text people back and forth on your phone. Uh, instant messages, uh, which you can do through Facebook Messenger or FaceTime or whatever. And through email. And, and I think it manifests itself as all the above, where... You know, they're trying to tease you or or basically leverage some kind of control or power over you. Do you have you experienced any kind of cyberbullying in the past? No, I haven't. Now do you use any of these mediums? I only have one other po- person besides you and mommy that I text, but they don't really ever text back, but and I have one person I email, but we're friends and we never really um, have fights. And What about social media? Do you use Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or anything? to? I only use Snapchat, but I never really post anything. I just use it to check out the cool filters and take pictures. Okay, so you're not really active on social media. You're not posting anything. Basically, you're not making yourself a target out there. Yeah. Okay, so... So really, the only thing that we're putting out there of you is this podcast, it seems. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Well, fortunately, we haven't had any negative feedback come in through this podcast so far, but I'm sure there's people out there that, you know, they'll feel free to express their opinions, and not everyone has a nice opinion of things. Mm-hmm. So they are the types of bullying that we're going to be addressing in our next segment where we talk about our statistics on bullying. So these are national statistics that have been published on bullying. And the first question is, have you been bullied? 28% of the students in grades 6 through 12 claim that they have been bullied at some point in time. 20% of the students in grades 9 through 12 have experienced bullying. So what that's telling us is that there is a higher percentage of bullying at the lower grades at that point in time. Not significantly higher, and and unfortunately I didn't write down the number of people that were polled here, so it might be, you know, within the margin of error. But I think at the grade level that you're at now, it's a more sensitive uh, area of being bullied. Um, And let's face it, kids can be mean sometimes, and sometimes they do it intentionally, and sometimes they don't do it intentionally. Yeah. So the other statistic is they ask kids... How many of you have bullied other people? And it came back with about 30% of young people admit to having bullied others in this survey. Now, have you ever bullied anyone? No, I don't try to, and I never want to. Do you think you might bully people inadvertently by, by and sticking to the definition of maintaining this power imbalance? Because I know a lot of the kids that you play with and spend time with are underclassmen. So, by definition, that dynamic introduces a power imbalance. Do you take advantage of that to get the kids to do stuff that you want to do that they might not necessarily want to do? No, I I wouldn't want to do that whatsoever. Okay. Well, I'm just checking. I mean, because sometimes you can bully and not realize that you're bullying by getting other people to do what you want to do because they look up to you. So that's just something to keep in the back of your mind when you're when you're playing with the underclassmen. That's all. Okay. Not saying that you are, but it's something that can happen without you realizing it's happening. That's all. So the next statistics we're going to talk about is 
how many kids have seen other kids be bullied? And this is a significant statistic. So 70.6% of young people say they've seen bullying in their schools. 70.4% of school staff say they've seen bullying. And 62% witnessed bullying two or more times in the last month, with 41% saying at least once in the last week. And when bystanders intervene, bullying stops within 10 seconds 57% of the time. So I think the takeaway from this is people know what's going on. Like, have you seen bullying in your school? No, not really, because... We're technically separated by grade level, and I think the older kids would want to bully the younger kids, but I haven't really seen any bullying in my school. Okay, well, that's good. Uh, You know, I know that your school has a very aggressive anti-bullying campaign that they run, and it sounds like it's probably effective. I, I think the important thing here to note is kids are seeing it, and staff are seeing it, and they're seeing it quite frequently. But the important thing is is that when bullies are confronted about it, the bullying stops quickly at a high percentage rate. So it's one of those things where you can't let the bullies just keep getting away with it. Yeah. Um, and this is what I found, because when I was bullied in school years ago, you tend, as a victim, you tend to take it to a certain extent because you don't know what to do. You might be shocked that it's happening to you. But you reach a point where you're not going to put up with it anymore. What you do when you reach that point dictates a lot of other things. But once you make that decision that you're not going to put up with it anymore, and you decide to take action on it, that's when you see some kind of relief. So it's a matter of don't take it when you can solve the problem. Yeah, that's kind of what happened when I was being teased about my arachnophobia, which is being spiders. Right. I decided that I wouldn't put up with it anymore, and I immediately told you what the problem was, and you put a stop to it. Exactly. And and that's the thing. I mean, you, you, you can turn to your teachers, you can turn to your parents, you can confront the bully directly, which is oftentimes effective but can lead to unintentional altercations. But it's always best to escalate to someone outside of the immediate situation, I think. So the next thing the survey looked at was cyberbullying. 9% of the students in grades 6 through 12 said they experienced cyberbullying. 15% of high school students, grades 9 through 12, were electronically bullied in the past year. However, 55.2% of the LGBT students experienced cyberbullying. Now, you know what LGBT is? Uh, No, I don't. Sorry. LGBT is alternative sexual preference, lesbian, bisexual, transgendered. Ah. So, obviously, they're being targeted because they're perceived as being different. Yeah. And a lot of people who don't have the inclination or don't take the time to understand things that are different tend to fear that which is different. And human nature is to lash out to the things that we fear. And in most cases, they're a minority in the community. They tend to be the focus of cyberbullying, at least based on this survey, which is unfortunate. Mm -hmm. The next thing we talked about, or the survey talked about, was how often you were bullied. And about 49% of the children grades 4, so this drops down from grade 6 to grade 4, 
49% say they reported bullying by other students at school at least once during the past month, where 30% reported bullying others during this time. And I thought it was kind of interesting how the majority of kids who have been bullied always seems to be higher than those who admit to bullying, which tells me either those that are bullying others bully more than one person, or those that are bullying others aren't all admitting to bullying others. They define frequent in this survey as involvement in bullying as occurring two or more times within the past month. Uh, 40% of students reported some type of frequent involvement in bullying, with 23% being the youth frequently bullied, 8% being the youth who frequently bullied others, and 9% playing both roles, which is interesting. I mean, you're looking at almost 10% of these polled are both bullied and they bully others. And an interesting takeaway from that is, depending on how you handle being bullied, determines how you treat others. Some people get bullied, and they find that injustice done to them being unconscionable, and they don't want to see it done to others. Other people get bullied, and they try to then regain some level of self-esteem or or self-empowerment by bullying others. And it kind of repeats that cycle. So that's one of the things that we try to avoid is is the repetition of that cycle. If you break the cycle, I think you can break the cycle of anyone being bullied. Do you agree? Yes. So bullying is not good. So the next statistic is the types of bullying. So they break down the bullying by percentage. And the number one type of bullying here is name calling at 44%. Actually, the first three here are really verbal bullying. So you've got name-calling at 44, teasing at 43, and spreading rumors or lies at 36. Uh, Have you ever experienced any of that stuff in school? Uh, You mean like verbal bullying? Yes. Well, other than the whole spider thing, um, I don't really think I experienced anything else. So no one's called you names, they've not made fun of your religion, they've not made fun of the way you dress, or anything like that? No, not at all. Okay, well you've been very fortunate. You know, I have to I have to credit your school for, for keeping things under control like that then. I mean, in fifth grade, there was some drama with other people, because, well, we're growing and girls start to get catty, boys start to get stupid. <laughs> What, there's that's no... that's one way of putting it, sure. What, there's no other way I can really describe it. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just don't think that's probably the most sensitive way of putting it. Yeah, I, I really don't know, though. But And it's never really been about me. It's just been about my other classmates in fifth grade. There's nothing really about that going on in sixth grade, but yeah. Well, that's good. Hopefully, you know, with more maturity comes better behaviors. So, when we get down to the fourth one in the list here, then we start getting into some of the physical types of bullying. So, number four is pushing and shoving at 32.4%. Then we get hitting, slapping, and kicking at 29%. And then we start getting back into a mix of things. You've got, you know, being left out at 28, threatening at 27, stealing your belongings in the 27 range. Uh, sexual comments or gestures at 23. Have you experienced anything like that? No, not really. Nobody making any lewd remarks or anything like that about you? No. Good. 
Unfortunately, uh, that's likely to happen when you get into high school. Well, unfortunately, well, there was this one thing that I just thought of. People have been saying to stay away from me because getting my mood swings, I kind of get a little angry and, you know, people just say to stay away from me because of that. And, right. And I never really mean it in any way. I just sometimes can't control my emotions and if they understood maybe they'd stop but well and i think what you'll find is getting into the next year when more and more of the girls your age are going to start going through the same type of changes you're going through they'll have a little bit more understanding of what you're going through and it probably won't be as much of an issue Mm -hmm. the last thing that we had on the list here was email or blogging at nine percent so the cyberbullying is an issue, but it's probably the least significant issue right now, but certainly something to keep an eye on, uh, especially as you start getting more and more involved in social networking yeah. moving on. So one of the other uh, statistics that we have here is where bullying occurs. So overwhelmingly at 29.3%, and then, well, actually, yeah, 29.3% say it happens in the classroom, which is kind of unusual considering the close supervision that you have from teachers yeah it definitely seems unusual does your teacher i know you've got two teachers but are they very aware of the situation where they wouldn't allow bullying or does bullying maybe still occur and and the teacher's not that involved well i'm pretty sure they're going to be involved if there was any bullying because if they can they yell at them for talking and well they can give demerics now so okay. I'm pretty sure they'll be involved with whenever someone is being bullied. So there's a classroom disciplinary system that's in place to crack down on this type of thing. Yes. What about in the hallway or lockers? You don't have lockers right now, correct? Yeah, but in middle school in I In middle am. school you'll get them. In the hallway, do you guys have hall monitors? Because you don't really transition from classroom to classroom just yet, right? No, we do. Oh, you do? Okay. So in doing so, do you have... Hall, hallway monitors, teachers in the hallway to make sure nothing happens? Well, sometimes there are teachers walking around and some students, but there are no real hall monitors anymore. I mean, we used to have monitor, hall monitors when I was in fourth grade, third and second grade, but now in, with fifth and sixth, they don't have any hall monitors. Interesting. So there's a potential there. Cafeteria. When you guys eat lunch in the cafeteria, are you... Separated by grade, or you sit anywhere you want? Well, we are separated by grade, and we have to sit with our class. So then they maintain some level of discipline there. Yeah. Gym and phys ed class. Now, this is an interesting one, given the story, the infamous story of your kickball experience. Do you think you're bullied in gym or phys ed? No. Now, let me, let me you know, expound on that a little bit. Do people in gym or phys ed make fun of you, ask you to pass the ball, do you get picked last, do you feel as though you're being asked to do things you're not comfortable with? Well, I can relate to some of them. I mean, I know I'm picked last only because people want to win and they're competitive. I mean, it's not their own fault. I'm pretty sure they don't want to try and bully me because I'm not good at um, sports, but I'm pretty sure they're just competitive and want to win the game, which is another reason why they want me to pass the ball to them because they know I'm not very athletic. 
But remember, we're talking about the definition of bullying as being this power imbalance happening on a repetitive level. I know, and like you said before, if I don't want to pass the ball, I don't have to, which in the future, if we ever come to that point, I won't pass the ball So I don't want to. So by definition, you are being bullied to a certain extent in phys ed class when they ask you to do that. Well, it's a small amount. It's not really been a problem anymore. Okay. So, yeah. But it's worthwhile. I mean, you. my point is is that you've experienced bullying. A little bit. You, you just didn't identify it as bullying. Mm-hmm. So, you're aware of it, so you know what, what the warning signs are to look for. Mm-hmm. So, the last statistic that we have here is how often adults are notified. And what about the rest of the... Um... Well, there's a few. I mean, we have bullying in the bathroom, bullying in the playground, but I don't think those are really relevant unless you've experienced in, in those. No, I just wanted to notify it. Yeah, they're, well, the, the numbers of occurrences are statistically insignificant in the grand scheme of things, so I don't want to waste too much time on it. But, yeah. you know, we can spend another five minutes on it if you want. It's okay. We can okay. move on. How often adults are notified? So only about 20 to 30% of students who are bullied notify adults about the bullying. And this is probably one of the more alarming things because, as you've experienced, when you notify an adult about it, then something can be done. The 20 to 30% of students out there are doing the right thing. It's the other 70 to 80% that tends to worry me as to, you know, why aren't you... I think I know why. Why do you think? They're probably it's probably because of fear. Basically, like they probably think if they tell a teacher or adult, the bully will come after them and try to hurt them even more. And they also think that adults probably wouldn't be able to help if the bullying has gotten into a certain extent. And those are very valid points. And at that point in time, I I really feel for the victim of the bully because at that point in time they they must feel as though it's hopeless that they can't solve the situation and i think it's important that they understand that there are solutions out there and in fact that'll lead us into our next section here so what do you do if you see someone being bullied or if you're being bullied so well the first thing is Obviously, don't join in and don't watch the bullying. Bullies love an audience. What you can do is you walk away and see if you can get others to leave too. Uh, Don't just abandon someone who's in real danger, obviously. Go get help. So if someone's being bullied, if it's on the playground or if it's in gym class or wherever it is, that bully is is looking for attention of some sort. You understand that as well. Mm Mm-hmm. So you don't give them that attention. So don't be a part of the audience, because if you're just watching it happen, you're a part of the problem, not a part of the solution at that point. Yeah. So if you see someone being bullied, what's your first instinct? If I see someone being bullied, I would probably go and try to find a teacher, but if there aren't really any teachers close by and the student could potentially get hurt during the time I look for a teacher... I'm going to try and stop it as as what I can do, like try to stand in between them and figure out what the problem was between them. And that, that could potentially be dangerous. I'm sure there's, it's situational in nature, but I'm sure there's situations where you can 
be a little bit more diplomatic and, and trying to diffuse the situation. And that's probably the first thing that you should try. And if you find that you can't diffuse it immediately, then you go and find an adult. Stop any rumors is the next thing. So if anyone tells you gossip, don't pass it along to others. You wouldn't want someone spreading rumors about you. You know, so if someone comes to you and says, hey, did you know Susie's got lice, she's dirty, blah, 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 and stuff like that, what would you do there? How would you react to that? I wouldn't be one of the problems. I wouldn't be one of the people to spread that rumor. And if Susie did come to school, I would try it. To help her out and let her know I was here for her. That's very good. And that's probably the best thing you could do. Or or at least go to the person who's the target of the rumors. Let them know that people are spreading rumors. And then mm-hmm. maybe even let an adult know that someone's spreading rumors about someone. Okay. Um, and it's best to not divorce yourself, but make others aware who can do something about it. You can't go and tell the other kids what to say and what not to say you can at least go to the person who's being potentially bullied, because they might not even know they're being bullied, Mm -hmm. and let them know, and then they can do something about it. But if they don't feel empowered, then you can do something about it. So there's options there. Uh, One of the other things is to stand up for the person. So if it feels safe, defend the person being bullied. Bullies often care a lot about being popular and powerful. If you make the bully seem uncool, the bully may stop. Now, this goes back to the first point here, where standing up to someone doesn't necessarily mean a physical altercation. Standing up to someone is basically throwing the bully's ammunition back at them. So if the bully is making fun of someone because of how they look, point out positive attributes about that person. Or confront the bully and say, you know, do you need to pick yourself up by putting other people down? Do you feel that bad about yourself? And, and you know, a little bit of a reverse psychology sometimes makes the bullies, especially if it's done in an audience, in front of an audience, if the bully has to then question himself, he very quickly, his argument deflates, his power goes away, and they don't like the negative attention on them. But again, it's one of those things where it's situational. You have to be careful how far you push that type of thing because it's potential that you could push that bully to the point that They then target you at that point, and it could be more than verbal abuse at that point. So anytime you stand up for someone when they're being bullied, you have to be very careful how you do it because you don't want to have a negative outcome for you come out of it. Mm -hmm. The next one that we have here is the most obvious one, and we've talked about it already, and that's tell an adult. If you feel uncomfortable telling an adult, ask the adult to keep your comments private. So if you're trying to inform them that someone else is being bullied, You can request that they keep your name out of it because you don't want to pick sides and you don't want to become a target. So don't don't ever be afraid to tell an adult, but if it's a situation where you're worried you might get into some trouble socially with that, just ask them to keep your name out of it. Yeah, just become like the anonymous person who stood up. Exactly. You can also encourage the bullied person to talk to an adult and even offer to go with them. So if a friend of yours is being bullied... You can, and, and they're not in physical danger at the moment, you can talk to them after the incident and then walk with them over to an adult, to a teacher or whoever, and have them relay everything. Because coming firsthand from the person who's bullied, supported by a witness like yourself, really lends credence to their case at that point. 
So don't be afraid to actually help someone out in that regard. Okay. And the last thing that we have here is one that you've already talked about, and that's to offer support. So we have to ask the person if they're okay, be friendly to them the next day. You know, you make a big difference just by showing that you care about that person who might think the rest of the world's against them at that point. So that was all we had for our discussion. Did you have any closing remarks for us? Well, to anyone who's being bullied, don't be afraid to let people know and... And if you're not able to stick up for yourself, look out for the people who care about you. Try to inform them, and they could potentially help you out. To the person who is bullying someone, please, you get nothing out of it. I know you might want to look for the reaction, like my dad has been saying to me. People only want to get the reaction out of you. Please, if you are bullying someone, then... Try to think before you speak or act. That's the main concept that I can offer. Very good closing words. Another great podcast. Before we go, I do want to invite people to reach out to us. You can email us at comments at insightsintothings.com. You can visit us on our website at www.insightsintothings.com. You can catch us and our podcasts on YouTube at Insights Into Things, or you can go directly to our audio podcast at podcast.insightsintoteens.com. And I think that's all we have for this week, Madison. Thank you so much for being with us again. Thank you for having me. And uh, we'll talk to everyone next week.